Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. All right, we're cooking. Going into 2.30, leading you in some pregame coverage of the Jets to the Eagles. Dan Gross and Greg Buttle all over it today. Should be a fun one. And then Bob Wishoes and Marty Lyons will have the call. Jets looking to make it two straight wins on the season. Remember, they uh, lost or they, they won week one and then dropped three straight before beating the Denver Broncos last Sunday. But today, tough test. Eagles undefeated, defending NFC uh, champions. They were a play away from winning the Super Bowl. They have a quarterback who finished second in the MVP. Just overall, the Jets have never beaten this team in, in, you know, in, in franchise history. The first game they ever played was 50 years ago. And unfortunately for the strength of the Jets, their defense, they will be without their two corners, DJ Reed out, um, Sauce Gardner out. And the Eagles, what they do well is uh, they have an excellent offense that doesn't just run the ball with Hurts and with Swift, but they've got two of the best receivers in football, of course, with Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. So it's a tough test for the New York Jets. How do you see this one playing out, B.J.? Man, I think the Jets got momentum on their side. I, I do. I'm gonna go with the Jets today, man, because I, I think they've been down and everybody been talking so much trash about the Jets and, and, and Zach Wilson and, and what they can and cannot do. I just I know it was a matter of time for that team until they can really get going and find some confidence, find a way to win games, and find a way to come close to winning games. They haven't been far off. Um, you know, it started off a little rocky. Uh, I gotta go with the Jets in this one, man. I gotta. I think Zach Wilson is gonna get better and better and better as he know where he has to, where his trouble is on the line, and who's probably gonna be the one to get beat first. Know which way to escape to to get rid of the ball, like you know, like he's been doing. So, um, I got the Jets in this one. Well, look, I, I hope so. I, I do find it a little bit fishy. I don't know how much uh, of gambling you're into, but the line for Vegas being at just six and a half is a little fishy to me. It tells me that they think the Jets can hang around in this game. Now, it is at MetLife Stadium, but it's not historically a place where, you know, you're fearful of playing the Jets. They have this uh, this big home field advantage. I just think the Eagles have been flirting with losses all season long. Like You remember they went up 16-0 on the Patriots in Week 1. They only won that game by five. The Vikings came back on them and, you know, almost came back on them. Eventually lost by six. Then the, the following week, they blew out the Buccaneers on Monday Night Football, but the Commanders came back forced overtime with the Eagles won. And then last week, they beat the, the Rams uh, by nine points. So the Eagles, they've been letting teams hang around. They're eventually going to lose a game. Um, it's going to happen at some point. Hopefully, uh, I'm a Jeff fan. I'm hoping that uh, that that point is today against a defense that is riddled with injuries, but an offense that is showing some signs of momentum. Brees Hall, obviously, making his way back. He had a superb game, a career game last week, you know, on the ground. So maybe they can get something cooking uh, on the offense that could help their defense that's going to probably be struggling today. The Jets, I mean, the Eagles have been coming close, man. Now, they've been coming close. I, I, I mean, They've been dominant. I think they were more dominant last year than what they are this year. But they've they've been coming close to losing the last couple of weeks. So I think I think the Jets can be the team, man, with, without having you know the, the, being a team that probably they they're overlooking. You know, I, I I don't I don't see the Eagles as being as strong as they've been. So like I said before, I'm going with the Jets. It's, in this it's one, a Ty. great point you made about overlooking, man, because you look at what's happening. Um, what is it next week? 
They've got Sunday Night Football against the Miami Dolphins. Now, it's a cross-conference game, so it doesn't really matter standings-wise. But you're licking your chops if you're Miami, of course. How, you, how do you measure up against the best teams in football is a big test for them. The Eagles understand that their schedule is about to get tougher because after they play Miami, they go to Washington to play a commander's team. That's not great, but they, they found a way mm-hmm. to struggle against them. Then after right. that, it's Dallas, it's Kansas City, it's Buffalo, it's San Francisco. Then it's the Cowboys again, followed by the Eagles. So that is a tough, tough stretch for Philadelphia. And at some point, you know, they are going to lose a game or two or three, but you're just looking for, if you're the Jets, stay competitive um, and, and find a way to keep it close late and then give yourself an opportunity to win. I mentioned the injuries. Last week we saw AVT go down. Uh, he left that game early. And then we learned, of course, on Monday that for the second straight season, it's a season-ending one, losing him for the year, this time to a torn Achilles and his house of horrors, back-to-back years. How about that, Brandon? Him getting hurt in Denver to end his season here was Nathaniel Hackett on losing AVT for the year I feel so bad for him first you know as the person he's worked so hard to get back uh, you know he's he's been battling and battling then we change his position um, and he didn't even blink an eye and he was playing at a high level and he was getting better so I just feel so bad for him because anytime you lose a guy for a year you know that's the unfortunate part about this business um, to replace him uh, you know we're working through that right now just like we did you know a couple weeks ago and we want to try to get the best combination uh, of guys that can work well together. And it's tough, Brandon, because we know it was a much maligned offensive line coming into the season. But the last couple of weeks, now that you know they've gotten some time together as a unit, Dwayne Brown goes out and they kind of rejiggle that offensive line. Uh, it, it was starting to look like it was coming together for them, and, and now they lose their best piece on that line. So it's gonna it's gonna be an uphill climb, to say the least, against a, a ferocious. Eagles defensive line. Uh, no Jalen Carter, no Darius Slay, but they still have Fletcher Cox. They got Josh Sweat, Hassan Reddick, uh, Nicholas Moreau. So it's going to be a tough one uh, in Battle of the Trenches uh, for this New York Jets football team. Yeah, but, you know, no, nothing is impossible. Uh, you know, you, you fight through injuries, man. You know, you just got to deal with them. And, and, you know, next man up, but just hope that he's ready. Right, just hope the next man up is ready for to just you know, just to be a little bit more productive, you know, just a little bit productive, you know, to help the team win. So uh, again, man, I, I mean, the Eagles haven't been super impressive to me this year. Uh, I, I I don't see, you know, why the Jets can't 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 go and 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 finish this game. Now, yeah, they played Denver last week, and we all know how that goes. And, <laughs> You know, we don't want to, like, you know, people say, well, ho, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa on the Jets, bro. They played Denver. Relax. So be it. It's another NFL team. You got to go out and you got to – I think the Jets are close, man. No one's looking at it like I'm looking at it. But everybody thinks because Aaron Rodgers is down that the team won't produce. I just – I don't see that. I don't have anything against Aaron Rodgers. I like Aaron Rodgers. He came in my draft class for crying out loud. So, you know, I, I definitely respect him. You know, but at the end of the day, you know, Zach Wilson, I think, brings a little bit more because he can move around a little bit better. And you played against him in the playoffs. Absolutely. I I respect Aaron Rodgers. You know, I I, I respect him big time. We had the same agent, you know, all of that. Uh, You know, caught a few passes from Aaron Rodgers, you know, like while training, you know. So I'm, I, I don't have anything against the guy I just I just know right now I think Zach Wilson can do a little bit more because he can move around better and we starting to, we starting to see that mobility 
you know, materialized. It was something that I thought should have been utilized more in the past. But now that he's getting his confidence throwing the ball, he just looks so overwhelmed. Like he was scared of throwing the interception. Now that he has more confidence in the last couple of weeks, he's completing 70% of his passes. It looks like that's going to translate into him being able to use his legs more. And look, I, I, I hope that's the case. I hope that this is a game, a trap game, if you will, for Philadelphia, where they catch them sleeping, looking ahead to their next opponent. Again, it's a team that's been flirting with losses all season long. They're dealing with some injuries on their defense. And the Jets... I found a way to win games and stay in games. Like they lost to Kansas City, but they were they were in that game uh, after they gone down seventeen zero. It was twenty twenty in the fourth quarter. So we'll see which Jet team shows up today. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We do have someone optimistic about their chances calling from Putnam. Here's Pierre. What's up, Pierre? What is up, fellas? So I'm loving the show right now because uh, Jacobs. I'm a New York fan in general. I'm a Jet guy, but uh, I respect what you. He read my mind. The Philadelphia Eagles have not been impressive this year, overly impressive this year. They are not going 17-0. What type of team is going to beat that team? It's going to be a, good, a team with good defense. The New York Jets have a good defense. It's going to be a team that has a running game. The New York Jets possibly have the best running back in football now that he's back and healthy. What type of team does it? You've got to have explosive plays. We've got Garrett Wilson. Yes. The season's going to be different now that Aaron Rodgers is gone, but we beat the Buffalo Bills. We competed with the Kansas City Chiefs. And if it wasn't for that little troll in New England and his little voodoo he has over my franchise, <laughs> we should be three and two right now. So things are on the up and up if you really look at the New York football Jets. Is it a guarantee? No. But at some point, this New York Jet team is going to click. And like what Jacobs is saying, the time is here and now. Put together a game where you muck it up. You run the ball. You complete your passes. You don't get turnovers. Why can't the Jets win this game 23-17, 23-20? Why not? I see it happen all the time. I watch football all the time. This Eagles team is not a juggernaut. And the Jets are going to win this game. I love it, Pierre. Okay, Pierre. I love the energy, man. Turn up there, Pierre. Turn up. Turn up for the squad, man. Appreciate the call. Look, (laughs) I'm rooting for it. I, 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 but I can't come on here and be a homer, man. I'm rooting for it. I, I, I'm, I would love for you to be right because think about the difference between you heading into your bye week, two and four versus three and three. That's ginormous. That's huge. And now you got Brandon Jacobs Giants following the bye week, so that could be a win waiting for you. I, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but it's a big game. If you still think that the Jets, even without Aaron Rodgers, can somehow make the playoffs, part of getting to that point is getting to the bye week three and three. And and a lot of Jet fans would have signed up for that with Rodgers. So imagine Zach Wilson coming into the mix and you still can be three and three heading into the bye. I mean, being three and three, you know, heading into the bye and, and – and... And, and getting a win like this, you know, against the Eagles can do a whole lot for that franchise, man, and those and those guys in the locker room. So, I mean, this is a really, really big football game, you know, for the Jets. And, and, and nothing is impossible, man. I, I think they can pull it off. 800-919-3776. Want to hear from the Jet fans out there. You, you have any confidence about this team pulling off the upset? Again, the spread only being six and a half is fishy to me. 
I, I thought it would be closer to about 9 or 10, especially because of the, the injuries the Jets are dealing with, uh, with AVT being out for the season. Sauce Gardner's got the concussion. He's out for the game. DJ Reed's dealing with the concussion. So you're going up against two of the best receivers in football, one of the best quarterbacks in football, uh, and not having your two corners, which is going to stymie you. Jalen Hurts has won 22 of his last 23 regular season starts. So the Eagles team, you know, it's been clicking. And it hasn't been as impressive as we saw them last year. But they're still winning football games. It's going to be a tough mountain to climb for the New York Jets. But we want to hear from you. 800-919-3776. Hit us up on Twitter. We're at Ty D. Butler, Brandon Jacobs 27. Get at us on the gram. We're cooking. We're rolling this thing until 2.30, leading you into coverage of the Jets and the Eagles uh, with Dan Grasso and Greg Buttle right here on 98.7 ESPN. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, this is the type of energy we need on a Sunday. Week 6 in the NFL. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs with you. Going to 2.30. Dan Grossick, Greg Buttle, pregame coverage of Jets-Eagles today. Bob Rashews and Marty Lyons on the call. We're looking forward to that. Fletcher Cox weighing in on the Jet offense and trying to get a hold of Brees Hall. Brees Hall in particular, he's pretty explosive back. Um, what's, the, what's the key? Uh, making sure that he stays contained. You got to go kiss him 11 times. Put 11 helmets on him. How about that, Brandon? Kissing him 11 times. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> but I know what he meant, though. Just <laughs> suburbish, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, one thing about it, man, is these guys, man. <laughs> Smooches. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about the verbiage. <laughs> Kiss him 11 times. You got to like that. By the way, uh, Tannehill was carted off the field, so Malik Willis came into the game, uh, led uh, them on a drive with a couple first downs, but they were forced to punt, and now the Ravens have the ball back in the red zone, up 21-13, final five minutes in that game. So once that goes final, we will keep you posted. Baltimore right now, I mean, the like losing that game, what was it, to uh, Indianapolis, Gardner Minshew? That was that was a stinker. And then last mm-hmm. week they blew that that one to the Steelers where they were winning the game. But, you know, Pittsburgh forced them into some mistakes. Their, their receivers, you know, with all the drops, they're 3-2 and two right now. So it would be nice to get to 4-2 and two atop that division. But that's competitive, man. Like Pittsburgh, 3-2 and two right now. Baltimore, 3-2. and two. You got Cleveland with no Deshaun Watson for the second straight week. They're 2-2, two and two, but they have a, a, a tremendous defense. And then Cincinnati found a way to finally win a game last week. They poured it on, uh, what was it, Arizona they beat. So they got to 2-3, and three and, and you know, folks are thinking they might be back. Jamar Chase, you know, he had a big game. So that's a, that's a tight AFC North division. Yeah, the AFC North is, is 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 you know you just never know you you know you can only exclude I guess you would say Cleveland at this point but um, you know Cincinnati's you know looked looked a little bit better um, you know Baltimore you just never know I have Baltimore you know my AFC Super Bowl representatives uh, I had them there but you know just one injury to them could kill their whole team yeah it can kill their whole their whole offensive. Thing. And like I said, when when Odell was out, you know, when Odell was out, not that he's done a lot this year, but Lamar Jackson can be forced in trying to do too much, which can cause injury. So yeah. I mean, you know, I I, I you know, it's, I think it's still a you know pretty tight division, and uh, at the end, I think I think it's gonna come down at the very end of the season to see who walks away with it. Yeah, Cincinnati's got a big game today uh, at, mm-hmm. at home against the Seahawks. 
because yeah, they got the Niners and Bills coming up next. So if you lose this game, you could be staring at 2-5, and five, and they are already 0-2 in this division. So Cincinnati's got, got some work to do as Joe Burrow tries to get back to 100% healthy dealing with that calf injury. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Dan in New Jersey. He's on his way to the Jet game. What's up, Dan? Today. We're doing well, man. We appreciate you uh, making us part of your commute to the stadium. What's what's going on? How you feeling, bro? Hey, listen, we're fired up for the game. All right, here's our here's our thoughts. My my son Anthony's got his number two Zach Wilson jersey on supporting the kid. All right, he's got a Rogers jersey too, but we left that one in the closet today. We got to show some love for the boy. All right, here's here's our thoughts. The Jets are zero and twelve. Yep. best part man we appreciate the call dan and the family man, enjoy the game be safe out there have fun hopefully you guys get to witness the jets beating the eagles for the first time in franchise history but you love really that. Getting- no, i didn't see i don't have these type of stats man i don't do this type of research yeah oh and so 12, the jets man. have never, never beat the eagles it's crazy never ah. beaten this team and they've had opportunities. Like, if you go through all the 12 games, that like you've got, you know, guys falling down and, and, and that leading to pick sixes. Like, the Jets blowing fourth-quarter leads. It's just something about this team they have not been able to overcome. And, you know, ho- hopefully today's the day. But, you know, the Eagles of uh, – so I, I, check this out. Of all the head-to-head matchups among all the 32 teams in the NFL – only three instances of one team being undefeated against another. The Eagles are 12-0 against the Jets, obviously. They're also 6-0 against the Texans. And then you got the Vikings being 5-0 against uh, the, t- the Texans as well. So it's it's crazy. 12-0 against one team, never beating them? That's, yeah. that's, that's nuts. Here's my question, though. The NFL has been around a very long time. The Jets have been around a very long time, and the Eagles have been around a very long time. Now, is this on 12 or, or is it over a certain amount of time? Well, they, they the first game they ever played was 50 years ago, so that was back in, what, 73? Okay. And, and you know, they, only, they only play each other uh, every, every, every four years. Four years, They're yeah. never meeting each other in the playoffs either because the Jets aren't getting into the Super Bowl, and the Eagles just won their first Super Bowl in, in, back in 2018. So, yeah, mm-hmm. man, 12-0. Damn, Crazy. man, I, I, I had no idea. I had no I, I thought they, wow, that's surprising. <laughs> they're going to get one a day, though. Hopefully. I feel like they're going to get them one a day. Let's do it, baby. 800-919-3776. Ira's in Staten Island. What's up, Ira? Hey, Ty. Hey, Brandon. I like that. Yeah, you got to get it today. 13 is a lucky number. Maybe they knock it off today. Listen, I, I get it. You got the Super Bowl champions. You got Hurts. You got all the receivers they have. I, I understand the whole thing. Gardner's out. But, you know, I look at it this way. Gardner's being misused anyway in solid system. He's supposed to be like one of these top five corners, a shutdown corner, and they don't even put him man-to-man with, with, with receivers or, or follow the best receiver all over the field because they play these old coverages. So I think they can maybe get away with it today. If maybe they could uh, force Hurts into a couple of turnovers and, and Wilson could protect the ball, I think this just they're going to be a bit – they're going to make this game into the fourth quarter with a chance to win. And you know what? I'm just going against the law of average. Sooner or later, you got to beat a team, and I think today's the day. 
Hopefully. What do you think about that? Appreciate the call, Ira. What do you think about the fact that, you know, Sauce Gardner, one of the best corners in football, uh, he's not necessarily traveling and, and playing the opposing team's best receivers when, you know, when they travel. He He's staying on one side and they're committed to the zone scheme defense. That, you know, works for them, but do you think that he should be, you know, guarding the opposing team's best offensive weapon throughout the entirety of the game? Um, I think that's a, I mean, I think people look at it and see Sauce Gardner as being this, this guy who is just super crazy shutdown corner. You know, they pick and choose when to put him in man battles, right? Yeah. Which can make it seem like he is doing a great job of shutting everybody down when they do play man. You know, but if you ask him to follow somebody around every game, every snap, every time then you and people may not be so happy because i say that because this is a competitive a, 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 a you know a competitive game we got a lot of great wide receivers out there he's going to get beat he's going to get beat multiple you know multiple, you know multiple. not saying that that he's not good enough to do it but if you take a chance if you take a chance so many times in a in, in you know in professional football these other guys get paid and they can play as well. So you don't want to continue just put him out there on the island every time, you know, because at some point he's going to get beat. It's going to happen. And it, it, it could change his confidence and change the way he plays because because everyone thinks so heavy of him. I think the Jets are doing, doing – I think they should switch it up from time to time. I definitely think that they should play more men than what they've played in the past. But, you know, just be consistently following somebody around the field. You know, following a guy like AJ Brown around the field all day today, that you know, that could be that you know that could be ugly. Here's uh, Sal in Brooklyn. What's up, Sal? Gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, wherever we are. Ty, Brandon, listen, good show, nice and smooth, rolling right along. Appreciate and, you. And here's the beauty of the fans: the last two, three callers, even with Ira, he's, he's he knows more about football than 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 Salah, telling him what he should do with <laughs> with, with with his corners. <laughs> You know the old saying, man, if it ain't broken, don't fix it, man. No safeties and corners are playing the way they corner in the zone, and the defense is a top-five defense for a reason. So that's number one. Number two, this is why players don't need those rabbit ears. Did you hear those previous two callers going crazy, yelling and screaming? So they're going to a game anticipating being happy, and then when things don't go right, they boo. As a player, you got to say, let them boo, man. They just relaying their frustration they're not making it personal man so maybe there's got to be a vet in the locker room to tell these kids yo easy on the ears let the fans express themselves the way they do and don't take it personal man because it's only on the field brandon one thing i got a little issue with you and i love the fact that you said you like the progression you're seeing in 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 wilson but to say you like him a little better because he's got the legs, it ain't about the legs in this game, man. It's about the intellect. This gets two and a half years in the league, and a simple out he still can't throw. They got no sh- – and I'm a Jeff fan, but I like to be objective. They got zero shot in this game today against the Eagles, man. Vegas is keeping that line at six and a half just so that money could stay on the Jets at home. And like anything – when the streak is going, you always bet the streak until the streak is over. Twelve, it's going to be thirteen, man. So, <laughs> well, I think that, game, I actually back, think put that, on that seatbelt and keep it moving, boys. Great show. Yeah, I appreciate the call. I actually think that Vegas is imploring everyone to take the Eagles because it looks like easy money, like just from the outside looking in. Like the undefeated Eagles team against a Jet team with their backup quarterback, they haven't necessarily looked great. Um, you know, offensively, and the Eagles' de- defense, defensive line is going to be able to take advantage of a Jet offensive line that has had some question marks, and then, you know, without their two best corners. 
Um, but as far as like the rabbit ears, Brandon, like how much of the noise got to you when you were playing from the fans, from the media? Like, would that, did that ever, and maybe not just you, did it ever permeate the locker room? Was that acknowledged at all? Oh, we talked cash money crap in the locker room when we got booed. Uh, we talked about certain uh, media outlets. We talked about certain reporters and talked about not talking to them at times. <laughs> oh, man. So Yeah, so on and so forth. It was like that. But, like, man, he going to come in here, ask questions. If he asks you anything, you you better ask him and let him know about what he said and blah, 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 all of that. That's how my team was. But the fans booing, right? We that that never bothered us. They the fans got a right to be frustrated. They got a right to be frustrated. They got a right to boo. You know, boo is a is a is a it's it's just what it is. You know, they've been it's what it is. As long as no one says anything demeaning to you and uh, you know personally to you, you got no reason to react to anything. So you know the fans are gonna they're gonna react you know they're gonna react they want to see you win they buy they pay a lot of money for tickets they pay a lot of money for hotel they 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 selling out they are taking their hard earned money that they work for all the time and buy tickets and the P, P, PSLs whatever you want PC whatever you want to call PSLs, it PSLs yep yeah they doing all this stuff so they got a right to express themselves so as players I'll just ignore it and just move on. Uh, so what were your thoughts on the, the whole Evan Neal situation? Because, you know, you were off last week, so we didn't get a chance to hear you weigh in on that. Uh, in on that. Well, Evan Neal has a right to to talk about his frustration, right, that he has with the fans, that they're supposed to be on your side, they're supposed to be encouraging, but this is what they do. I don't think anything was wrong with that. The problem I have with the whole situation and what he said is the demeaning of – the certain fans that may be flipping burgers and cooking hot dogs for uh, uh, people to, to like so, somebody got to do those jobs. Mm-hmm. That's probably that's that's the only thing. The only issue that I had is 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 the is the demeaning, you know, what he said. Like, no, not not everybody got opportunity to be a first round draft pick. Not everybody got opportunity to be able to do this because if they did, it wouldn't. This what we accomplished wouldn't be as special. You know, it, it wouldn't mean much if, if everybody could do it. So, you know, I, I just think that, you know, like that's the only problem. I think I just I, I think he should have been quiet, you know, took it on the chin, you know, made his comment about the fans are supposed to support you, not discourage you and move, you know, like that. But, you know, the guy that's talking crap about him not being able to do his job might be cooking burgers and flipping or, or flipping burgers and cooking hot dogs. That comment should have stayed in his brain and not out of his mouth. Yeah, he's a 23-year-old uh, still trying to find his footing as far as, like, his maturity is concerned, playing in the number one market in the country with a passionate fan base that has loved this team, you know, through thick and thin. And the Giants have certainly given the fans a lot to be happy about with the success of the four Super Bowls. But, you know, obviously in, in, in the past, there's there's been some... Some misery, uh, just because this team hasn't been able to get out of its own way, and it's you know whether it's been failed head coaches, GMs, draft picks, and Evan Neal, I think, found himself in a situation where he was frustrated, but he was dead wrong. Like you cannot do that. The fans don't want to boo you. They're passionate. They would love to cheer you. They are just expressing 
the emotions of, you know, watching this team struggle. And it's not like they booed him directly. This is in baseball where, you know, Stanton is at the plate and he strikes out and they're booing him. They were booing the team. So I just thought that, you know, it was just the wrong move for him to do. 800-919-3776. We still got to pick our six games against the spread. We'll get back to your phone calls when we return. There's just some people who want to weigh in about the Jets and the Eagles. If you're on your way to MetLife Stadium, on your way to the tailgate pregaming, we want to hear from you at 800-919-3776. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs, going until 2.30 right here on 98.7 ESPN. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. There we go. The weekend on the program. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs going into 230. It's week six of the NFL. Titans just kicked the field goal to make it 24-16. Tried for the onside kick. Uh, but it looks like Baltimore has recovered. So they will escape this game in London with a victory. 24-16, the final score. Uh, the Ravens improved to 4-2 and two in that division. And the Titans, unfortunately, lose this game. What do they fall to? Two and uh, four. And we'll have to see what happens with Ryan Tannehill, who left this game with an injury. Malik Willis came in relief, and it did not look good. Uh, so we'll see if Tannehill's injury is going to keep him sidelined long term. 800-919-3776. We go to Hawthorne, Hawthorne to talk to Mike. What's up, Mike? Hey, guys. Big Jets fan. I'm on my way to the game right now. I have a take that I think you might agree with, but your producer thinks I'm crazy. Let's hear it. So, you know, they producer have doesn't have great taste, guys. by the way, so I might, I might side <laughs> with you. He's, he's, he's all messed up in his head. So let me hear. Yeah. So they got these two practice squad corners coming up. What do practice squad players do, Brandon? They study. They study. They know the playbook. They don't have to be great today. They just don't have to blow any assignments, and I think they can do that. What do you think? I think so too. I mean, I feel well, Kevin Dockery wasn't a, a, a special. I mean, a, a practice squad guy. He was a guy, you know, on our roster that we drafted him. I mean, we got him in free agency his rookie year, and uh, yeah, Sam Madison went down, and we had a, a, a primetime game against the Dallas Cowboys. I never forget in Dallas, and Kevin Dockery starting corner. Uh, in place of Sam Madison, uh, whoever the corner was was down at the time. But he, but Kevin got some good play time. He had a pick six, and had uh, about eight or nine good tackles, uh, some PBUs to help us win that game. Man, so you know, guys coming up in the practice squad, bro, they they they, they hungry. So I, I mean, they and some of them could be great. You know, they just haven't given an opportunity. But they don't have to be great, being the fact that they are practice squad players that's coming up. So, I mean, I, I don't push a man until he's all the way down until he showed me he can't do it. I hear that. 800-919-3776. Gary's in New Jersey. What's up, Gary? Hello? Hey, Gary. What's going on? Hello? What's up, Gary? What's going on? Oh, am uh, I on? My, uh, my own? Yes, sir. You're on the radio. What's up, man? Uh, Talk to us. Oh, uh, what's going on? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on my way to the game now. Hellgate. And, uh, uh, I think um, I just want to talk about what people will be talking about the Jets, how the season's over. Um, I think I have a whole new confidence in Zach. I think that the first couple of games after Aaron Rodgers got hurt, um, the Jets, the whole season was, the whole playbook was based off Aaron Rodgers. And I think they were trying to force Zach to run Aaron Rodgers' plays. I think that Nathaniel Hackett went to the drawing board and, and probably went back and watched some of Zach's old college uh, games. And um, I think they're starting to 
call plays more geared towards that, which is uh, which is a lot better. Yeah. Um, I, 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 okay, I'm sorry. C- c- continue. Oh, yeah. So, and also they're saying that the Jets, you know, uh, we don't have a chance to win today and all that. But we're down soft Gardner and um, and DJ Reed. But I like Bryce, uh, Hall, Bryce Hall. And um, they're down a couple of guys, too. So I think it's going to even out. But once again, um, they're calling plays uh, geared towards Zach now. Zach doesn't have – Zach's not Aaron Rodgers. All those plays that they were – we should be 5-1 right now. We got cheated in Kansas City. The only game we really lost was Dallas. We should have beat the Patriots. Uh, after that, after uh, uh, the Dallas is the only game that we should have like really just lost. The defense let us down. Uh, so I'm on my way to the game now. I tailgate. Uh, I have a barbershop, braids, and weeds. I get free haircuts to the Jets fans out in, uh, in the parking lot. Oh, that's dope! Free so, haircuts. Uh, free. Yeah, wow. Free haircuts. Yeah. Now you you today, nice bro. with it? You you ain't pushing people hairlines back, are you? Nah, nah, nah. I've been cutting here since I was like 12, 13. Ah, because that's, so that's, that's the biggest concern to me, man, when I'm when I'm looking at a, a new barber. You, don't be pushing my hairline back. I'm already struggling. Oh, nah. <laughs> nah, that's not, that's not natural, but uh, I definitely, I've been doing it since last year. I, I'm a season ticket holder. Um, last year, they tried to set me down. It was the, the state trooper team, but I'm like, I'll be back next week. Ah, so where <laughs> you at? Where you at in a lot so people who headed to the game could know where they could come get a free haircut? I'm going to be over in, uh, uh, by the uh, J, Section J, by the, uh, you know where the flags are? Okay. All right, so he and Jay, y'all need a free haircut. He not pushing your hairline back, so y'all good money with Gary in New Jersey. Man, that's a good thing, man. That's a great thing you're doing, man. Facts. I know you're probably doing it to get your business out. That's awesome. That's dope, man. Let's go to uh, Steve in Chappaqua. What's up, Steve? Hi, and Brandon. You guys are the best. Thank you, man. Absolutely the best. Thank you. There are so many hosts in this town, both stations, where they think it's cool to be hysterical for two hours. You guys are knowledgeable, you're calm, you're analytical. You're a great listen. So Thank congratulations. You, Thank you, man. Appreciate Thank you, man. it. I want to weigh in. I want to weigh in on the Evan Neal thing. Let's hear it. Okay. The, the, kid, the kid is playing poorly. The team's playing poorly. He gets booed. He's frustrated. He lashes out. He apologizes. You, your two takes were spot on. You criticized them, but you didn't go after them. I thought Don LaGreca and Rothenberg were way over the top, by, over the top by saying sorry, Ed, and you know, saying boom him forever. I mean, to me, you guys are generous and you're humble. You realize that any one of us could do the same thing out of frustration. To me, the two of them were arrogant and, uh, and selfish, and I thought they were way over the top. I like your response, uh, the two of you, and you two guys are the best. Thank you. Appreciate the call, Steve. I I do appreciate the love. Where I will defend both Don and Dave is they were responding to it in real time. Like, this happened, what is it now, three weeks ago? Uh So, like, to to come on here and have, like, that same energy and ferocity would be disingenuous. They were reacting to it in real time, and they're both big Giant fans. Like, they've watched this team for 40-plus years, so they're emotionally attacked and involved with every single snap every week. Whereas, you know, three weeks later, someone else who's not a Giant fan like myself can come in and say, look, I I was annoyed with him. I was upset with what he said. But I want to also be rational and be fair to a young kid who's still learning how to mature. He's obviously struggled so far in his career, and the Giant fans are on his his you-know-what. 
but I don't want to continue to beat him down, right? Like he's got an opportunity to, you know, go on and, and have a better career and, and do things that are more favorable. He's apologized. So what's the sense in coming on here and continuing to, to beat the man down? Yeah, I mean, you know, just just give your take on it. I mean, I, I don't know, Ty. I mean, I know those guys have been watching the Giants for over 40 years, and I, I do agree with the call. I think they did go a little bit too far on on just the name calling and, you know, saying some of the stuff that they said. I, I got to agree with him there. But, you know, those guys are heavily involved and want to see the Giants win, so they're frustrated as well. Then this happens. You know, so they're going on, and I guess they're expressing themselves. But I do think a lot of a, a lot of what was said was kind of a, a little too far. And what Evan said was a little too far. Like I said, as far as demeaning somebody who's cooking burgers and hot dogs is just, I, I think that's the, the poorest part about it to me or what he said, you know? Yeah, I feel you. I, I feel you. Especially you being a player. You went in that locker room, so you understand. 800-919-3776. Let's hit a quick break, and before the games kick off, uh, get to our pick six segment, which we'll do when we talk, when we come back right here on 9870 ESPN. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacob show on 98.7 ESPN. Six games, six picks to the house. Pick six, touchdown! This is the pick six. All right, let's do it. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs, picking six games against the spread, week six of the NFL. Uh, so let's get right to it. I'll start in Atlanta, where the Falcons at 3-2 and two are hosting the Commanders. Started the season, two straight wins. They've lost three straight games. Washington has allowed 30 points in four straight games, which is the longest active streak in football. Sam Howell, I mean, all he does is get sacked. NFL high 29 times this season he's been sacked and I just think that the Falcons offense led by Bijan Robinson who's been fantastic through the first five games of his career is going to be able to score points against a commanders team that let's be honest could be 0-5 right now they had their two wins over the Cardinals and over the Broncos two of the worst teams in football by a combined six points so I like Atlanta minus one and a half in this game hmm I gotta agree with you, man. Uh, you know the 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 Commanders just doesn't look like they they protect the quarterback well. They can't run the football well, uh, giving up a whole bunch of points. And the, and the Falcons are, are are and another thing as as far as the Commanders stopping the run, hadn't been so good. Uh, you know this year, so I definitely see the, the you know the Falcons coming in and, and and giving the ball to B. John Robertson and and just him having his way with the commander. So I got to go with the Falcons here too. All right, let's head to Cincinnati. And I I think that sometimes we get a little crazy when we say must win, especially in week six. But this kind of feels like a must win for Cincinnati. Right now, they got a 13% chance to make the playoffs, according to ESPN's analytics, where it was 73% entering the season. We thought this could be a team that once again got back to the Super Bowl. But if they lose this game, they fall to 2-4. and four. That number falls to 8%. And by the way, here come the Niners and the Bills on their schedule. So they can go from 2-3 and three to 2-6 and six real quick. I don't know if I watched the Cincinnati team last week that found themselves because they were playing Arizona. But Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow did look pretty good. And because I'm not ready to give up on this season for Cincinnati, they're talented. They were able to win last week without T. Higgins. We'll see if he plays today. Um, I, I think that I have to pick them to win this game just because I don't see them losing this and still making the playoffs, given, again, what the schedule is that lies ahead. So I've got Cincinnati 
at home, three-point favorites. If you're a playoff team, you got to find a way to beat the Seahawks. And I know the Seahawks are good, but that's a defense that can be had. And I know the Giants didn't do a good job showing that, but you can score some points on the Seattle defense, which I think that the uh, Bengals will do today and win this game a uh, minus three. Well, I'm, I'm going to say this. You know, uh, Cincinnati has been in a, 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 a very uh, difficult place for a long time this season. Um, I still think, you know, they beat a, a decent team last week. You can't go off of much there. Uh, but I don't know, man. I, I like Geno Smith in this one. I'm going with, I'm going with the Seahawks. Wow. That's uh, going with the Seahawks. Okay, I like that. Let's head to uh, Jacksonville. Uh, the Jags were just in London for back-to-back weeks. And they got wins over the Falcons and over the Bills. The Bills one was huge because we were looking at a Jacksonville team that just did not look as impressive as we had expected. Now, these two teams met in week one. Jags won 31-21. But remember, they were trailing in that game in the fourth quarter. So the final score was not indicative of what the game looked like in real time. Both teams 3-2 and two, tied for number one in the AFC South. Colts, unfortunately, dealing with an injury to their young quarterback, Anthony Richardson, expected to miss four to eight weeks with a shoulder injury. So Gardner Minshew is going to make his second start of the season. And remember, he spent his first two years with the Jags, where he was 7-13. and 13. I do like Indianapolis. I don't know if they win this game, but I like them to cover the four points. Uh, they play the Jags well in week one. This is a division game. Both of these teams still trying to figure things out. Gardner Minshew, uh, the drop-off, not that bad. Like, he's he's not obviously not a great quarterback. I don't even know if he's good. But I just think that he'll be able to do enough to keep them in this game against a Jags team that, uh, outside of that win against um, Buffalo, has not looked fantastic this year. Gardner Minshew is a guy who's going to come in and won't, he, he won't light up the scoreboard, won't light up the stat sheet. You know, but what he won't do is put the ball in, in, uh, in danger uh, he's going to do just enough to, to be productive uh, on the positive side of things. Uh, but Jacksonville Jaguars have, has, has been, you know, ha- it hasn't been as consistent uh, this year. But just with, you know, just I got to go with the Jags. You know, I think they got all the right pieces in, in the right places. You know, I think the Jags walk away with this one. All right, let's go to Vegas where, you know, it's a, a reunion of sorts. Bill Belichick against his former offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels. By the way, McDaniels 2-0 and against Belichick in his career. The Patriots stink. They've scored three points in their last two games combined. That is the fewest amount of points they've scored in a two-game span since 1992. Mac Jones looks awful. He's thrown pick sixes in consecutive games. There's talk about him getting benched. He may have a short leash today. I don't think the Raiders are any good. We saw it on Monday Night Football try to throw that game away against the Packers, but Jordan Love just you know couldn't stop throwing picks, and they gave it to him. I just think the Patriots stink. It makes me feel terrible that I watched this New England team. I was there in MetLife Stadium where they beat the Jets. But the Raiders, they'll win this game. They're minus three, so I like them to beat uh, New England, where New England will fall to one and five on the season. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm going. The Raiders stink. The the Raiders absolutely stink. You know, the Patriots stink. I got to go with Belichick in this one. All right, let's go to... Do I really want to do this? All right, let's go to the Jets. Jets-Eagles. This number at 6.5 is very fishy because, like, you can talk yourself into Philly routing the Jets, right? Like, the Jets dealing with injuries to DJ Reed, Sauce Gardner, AVT out for the season. 
Zach Wilson has looked better the last couple of weeks, but you're still not sold on him being quote-unquote the guy. And because of the Eagles having this much experience, not just you know overall they're 12-0 against the Jets, but Jalen Hurst has won, what, 22 of his last 23, game, uh, 23 games? They've got one of the best receiving duos in football with Brown and with Smith. So this feels like it should be a blowout, but Vegas is telling me it's not going to be a blowout, that the Jets are going to hang in there. So I'll go Jets plus six and a half, maybe more with my heart, but I think they'll hang around close in this game. I don't know if they went out right, but they'll, they'll, they'll keep it close and keep it to, you know, within a touchdown. I'm going with the Jets. The Jets are hungry, you know. Then a then a good, you know. I, I think they got a little bit of momentum on their side. Uh, I think I, I think Zach Wilson is, is is coming into his own. I think he's building more confidence. I think the team is starting to believe in him a little bit. The Eagles hadn't necessarily been blowing people out this year and setting themselves apart. They've been winning games uh, uh, with a whole bunch of issues. So, with that being said, I think. I think the Jets will be the first team to give the Eagles that loss this year. Now, let's quickly go to Monday Night Football. I know a game Brandon Jacobs will be invested in. You've got the Chargers hosting the Cowboys. It's going to be a Cowboys home game. The Chargers don't got any fans, and the Cowboys fans do travel. One and a half points. I'm going to go with Dallas just because, like, the Cowboys have now had two, two stinkers. One was against the Cardinals. Last week against the Niners, and they both were stinkers for for different reasons. Cowboys are still far away from being in the territory of, of, of contending with San Francisco. We've seen that three straight times now. But this is a game they gotta win. Like in order for us to take you seriously as a contender, you gotta beat the Chargers. You can't fall to three and three on the season. Now it's not drawing dead, but to have to have you have this team lose three of the last four games. I just don't see it happening. So I'm going to go with Dallas giving it a point and a half, and I think they win this game on Monday Night Football tomorrow. You're asking me to give my take on this? <laughs> I just already know the, where you're going. Yeah, just go to the next team. <laughs> you know where I'm <laughs> so going. So you got the it. Chargers winning this game. Yeah, I got the Chargers There you go. This That's one. the pick six. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs. We got hour number three coming up on the program right here on 98.7 ESPN.